Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Time Out with Anandis, the first episode of 2021. We're your hosts Uday and Aditya, and today we're we're going to talk about something that has found its way into almost every aspect of our lives, and its usage is so embedded in our daily routine. It's so normal that we don't even see it, but our modern lives are filled with it. It makes up our cutlery, our takeout containers, our food packaging, and pretty much everything else in our world from our toothbrushes to the disposable cup of coffee we pick on our way to college to the straw in our drink and now especially with the rise of on the go service models it's just everywhere and that's exactly the problem it's everywhere the oceans are swimming in it rivers are choked with it coastlines are collecting it landfills are clogged with it our trash bags are filled with it and it's even floating in the air we breathe So if you haven't guessed it by now we're talking about single use items especially uh, single use plastic So I'll just quickly run down some statistics uh, so according to data by the World Economic Forum about 150 million tons of plastic many of it non degradable is floating in our oceans and another report also said that uh, the world produces roughly 300 million tons of plastic each year and only half of it is disposable So this basically means that 50% of 300 million tons of plastic in use takes thousands of years to be disposed completely after it is used only once. And very interestingly another UN report also suggests that uh, you know only 9% of the world's 9 billion tons of plastic has been recycled. And according to a study undertaken by the World Economic Forum, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and McKinsey and Company 78 million tons of plastic packaged packaging produced annually is left to flow in our oceans. This is the equivalent of pouring one garbage truck of plastic into the ocean every minute. So if we basically carry on as usual, this is expected to increase to 2 per minute by 2030 and 4 per minute by 2050. And by 2050, this could mean that there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. So that's that's some crazy statistics, right? but actually i don't i don't think this comes as a shock to us because reports like these aren't really breaking news anymore where we're very well aware of the plastic crisis we're in and we know the kind of impact it has on the environment and especially after david attenborough's documentary we're more than aware of its impact on the oceans and we know how lethal it could be to marine life i mean we've all seen countless images of sea turtles entangled in plastic rings and videos of whales washed on shore and beaches with pieces of plastic in them but despite all this single use plastic usage still continues to be in rampant use in india now although many of us are aware of the state of the environment and we would like to switch to an organic and and an eco friendly lifestyle but it's the lack of resources and availability of convenient sustainable alternatives that often come in the way and taking a cue from this some entrepreneurs have come up with alternative solutions to single use plastic by producing truly eco-friendly biodegradable products that promise to retain efficiency and quality in everyday life and which are also aimed at a price point that can eventually compete with plastics and today we're very lucky to be joined by one such entrepreneur we have with us today miss riya singhal the founder and ceo of india's first and largest sustainable packaging company Ecoware. 
In 2019, Ria was awarded the Nari Shakti Puraskar for pioneering the sustainable food packaging industry in India. Ria is a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader of 2018 and an Asia 21 Young Leader of 2019. So yeah, also a quick insight about Ria. Ria was also the judge for a B plan competition in our college organized by another society where my team and I got podium position. So during the course of that comp- uh, competition, Ria had some really nice inputs and views, and that's what really pushed me today to do this podcast. And it actually got me really excited about this podcast. So uh, welcome, Ria, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, great. Um, so Ria, could you just you know could you just start us off by telling more about EcoWare, your products, you know what are they made of, and how are they a superior alternative to plastic? and before that if you could also share with us what actually led you to starting this company because we were reading that you were earlier working with uh, Pfizer in the UK so you know if you could just share your story as well that'll be great sure of course um so by way of background i'm a pharmacologist i studied pharmacology honors at the university of bristol in the uk and then i went on to work for pfizer uh, everyone knows pfizer now obviously because of the vaccination um yeah. <laughs> but you know i worked for pfizer for about 5 years i worked uh, as part of their brand and marketing team on different uh, drug portfolios that they had um and one i suppose uh, one experience that i enjoyed the most was actually my work in oncology so i worked in breast cancer and colon cancer which i found the most uh, exciting and interesting at the time um and in 2009 i decided uh, well my husband and i decided to move to india um we'd had enough of the uk and we said let's move closer to home and um you know i i often tell the story that at that point for me to get a job in the pharmaceutical industry everyone wanted an mba and um i didn't have an mba no one was really interested to understand or have a conversation about my achievements and what you know motivated me and the results i'd brought in at my five years at pfizer uk etc um it was just a solid you need an mba so i was like right okay so i i went to jamboree i sat gmat classes for about 3 weeks and i absolutely hated it um and i thought this is not me and this is not what i want to do um and i actually drew uh, a lot of inspiration from my father-in-law because he's a serial entrepreneur and he's all about sustainable technology and uh you know i think he was he gave me the push that i needed at the time because i was just like should i should i and then you know i was like okay i'm 27 years old i you know my husband was in in the finance industry um and i thought if this is the best time to take a risk if any um and i think one of the things you know having i've never lived in india as an adult and i think um one of the things that pained me was that we threw all our waste in one dustbin which was really archaic it was something that i wasn't used to and i never done i was used to waste segregation waste used to recycling and i realized that everything that we use ends up in these ever growing landfills and you know also i also noticed um as we sort of started getting more and more embedded in our lives in delhi is that everyone used and consumed their food out of plastic so freely it was everywhere and they didn't understand like no one understood the negative health impacts on themselves or the negative environmental impact so i wanted to change that and i decided that um you know having used similar products abroad i thought this was a great time to bring that to india 
um, waste management in my 11 year journey is still an issue. So um, we said, okay, let's, we basically experimented with different types of biomass, like which is agricultural waste. So we try sugarcane to see which product gave, uh, sorry, which um, crop waste gave the most amount of strength and what is it that we can use. Um, and I went, at the same time, I went into Chani Chok, Sadar Bazaar. I understood what the market demanded in terms of shapes, volume, sizes. And I picked five products and I said, I'm just going to replicate this and provide a healthier alternative. Um, and that's really how EcoWare was born. I mean, you know, for us, there are three key priorities. One is safety. So safety for humanity, safety for the environment. Second is impact. Uh, you know, we do what we do to ch so that we can change lives for the better. Um, and so impact in everything that we do is extremely important. And third is authenticity. So there's a lot of greenwash out uh, that exists in the world. And we're very clear that we want to stay far, far apart from that. We are a genuine um, solution and we're really here to create change. Um, and so, like I said, with that, EcoWare is born in what May two thousand and nine. I started this. I commissioned. We commissioned our first production unit in March two thousand and ten. That year, the largest client we had was the Commonwealth Games, which was fantastic for us because it gave us, you know, there was a great there was great feedback on the product. Uh, it gave us a lot of experience in terms of dealing with large scale clients. And honestly, we just hit this. We hit the ground running from there. So, why are our products different from synthetic plastics? Uh, one, they contain absolutely nothing artificial. It's made a hundred percent out of plant. Um, you can use it in the microwave, the freezer, the fridge, the oven very safely. It doesn't change the nutritional value of the food that you put in it. And uh, most importantly, is what we call is it's backyard biodegradable. So, if you have access to a garden or a compost pit. Um, you know, dig a hole, put it in soil, uh, put our products in soil, cover it with soil and will t and it will break down and turn into soil in 90 days. And that's certified by the USDA, which is United States Department of Agriculture. Um, so we know that we're not contributing to these ever growing landfills and nor, uh, and we're, and we're allowing humanity to eat safely. So, which is all very important. And, um, you know, you'd find our products in at the Indian railways, at the Haldirams, the subway, office canteens, events, online, offline, on Amazon, etc. Um, and I think moving forward, you know, we would really like clear that the entire growth in the F and B space is about good food, good for you, natural, organic, um, and we want to make sure that packaging keeps to trend with that. Um, uh, keeps sorry keeps up keeps pace with that trend. Um, you know, there's no point in serving good food in toxic packaging. I think that's actually very interesting. I mean, they're microwavable too, which is definitely a premium. But uh, I just want to ask one thing. So, is there a particular way in which you know you have to dispose the products, or is it as simple as I go to my backyard, I I dig a small hole in it, put the plate or whatever other cutlery is there inside that. And it'll turn into soil in 90 days. Is it that simple? It is honestly that simple. Oh. Uh, you know, if the thing is like, you know, we still 11 years in this journey, like I said, we still have no formal waste segregation or waste management. Right. right. That exists. Yeah. It's still a challenge in India and more Southeast Asian countries. So when we ever, every time we think of a product or we think of a new innovation, for me, it has to be closed loop. 
right? Uh, there's no point bringing in um, bioplastics or fancy, you know, oxo biodegradable or I mean any of this stuff because unless you have um, because a lot of this requires industrial composting facilities, which we don't have. Right. Yeah. So it's going to sit in the landfill, right? I mean, the point is that we've got to create something that is easy to dispose of, um, and that is ecoware. So if it ends up in a landfill, it's not going to outlive you like plastic will. Um, and if you do have access to a garden or a, a or a you know, like I said, a, a pit of soil, then um, please put one of our products in there, cover it with soil and, and it will break down in 90 days. Oh, that's amazing, I, I, I feel. And I'm going to definitely try this out one day. <laughs> For sure. But, uh, anyway, uh, you said that you founded Ecoware in uh, 2009. And yes. that was a time when there was, there was very little public awareness about uh, single-use plastic pollution and its effects, right? So, I, I mean, what was the response back then and, you know, the challenges that you faced when trying to promote your products and also while convincing businesses to transition to sustainable packaging? Look, I think, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was obviously quite challenging to set up a consumer business, right? So, for me, a 27-year-old uh, to go in, a woman to go into like Chandni Chowk, Sadar Bazaar and convince generational traders that they should ditch the plastic and uh, use this instead uh, took a lot of effort and it took a lot of perseverance, um, you know, and I think, but it happened. So, and I mean, it's, it's, we are still 1.3 billion people and obviously we've still got uh, the challenge of, you know, reaching out to the masses ahead of us, no doubt, but um We've, we've created that awareness. We've spent a lot of time educating. We've spent a lot of time engaging with community, with schools, with colleges um, to talk about sustainability. You know, I mean, I have two kids and they are very clear that they are not to like crackers because it causes a cough um, during Diwali. And that's the same message I want children to go home with is that plastics are not good for you and we shouldn't be using them and we should reduce our exposure to plastics wherever as possible. Um, you know, we've, so we've worked really hard. We've worked with hospitals, with cancer support groups. And what's great is now that if you go into like a, a wholesale market and you ask for an eco plate or a biodegradable plate, everyone associates that, that very same terminology, biodegradable, compostable with eco-ware. Um, so, you know, I genuinely feel like we've done something right in 11 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, I think we've just skimmed the surface, honestly. Like I said, we're 1.3 billion people and we still have a lot more people to educate and create awareness with. But now it's actually good to see that, you know, there is this transition towards sustainability. Like we're seeing the market receptiveness also growing. And uh, there's a change in consumer behavior also, right? I feel that, you know, now more and more consumers are slowly opening their wallets to um, sustainable products. And they don't mind paying a little extra as long as the product is eco-friendly. So... I think we're heading in the right direction, which is great. Yeah, I think, you know, also, I think for us, like we obviously started much before any sort of Swatch Bharat or anything. And I, I think our our country is like famous for having bans that maybe aren't enforced. Um, <laughs> but I think what's been good to see is like, for instance, in Karnataka, when they had the plastic ban, I think in 2016, um, you know, one of the reasons it worked and it was so powerful is because it was citizen led. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I always believe that if if you can educate any stakeholder, be it a 
business person, be it an investor, be it a consumer, who, uh, whoever it is, that, that's an educated choice and that's a permanent choice, right? So if you understand why you're doing what you're doing, you will always carry on behaving that way and do it uh, versus something that's forced down you. So yeah, education and awareness are very important. Yeah, that's actually very true. Now, Ria, could you just elaborate a bit on how has Ecoware grown and expanded over the past years? Can we have a growth trajectory that showcases the growth? And if you could also, you know, just tell us a bit about who your major target audience and who your clients are. Okay, so in terms of the growth uh, trajectory, like we, like I said, I started in what, 2009. And honestly, it was a bit of an experiment in my mind when I started. Uh, so, you know, I think we what, had two machines, four products, 20 people. Um, and then in about 2013, I realized there was a, de- we created a demand as an organization that we could not keep up with. And, you know, we, at that, that was a huge, that was one of our biggest sort of, uh, leaps in terms of growth, basically, because we went from, you know, 20 people to almost like a hundred people. Um, uh, we went from four products to, you know, 25, 26 products at the time. And we we all we pretty much grew fourfold as an organization, okay. Um, so that was a big growth for us, and and we continue to grow. I mean, even now we feel that we've created a demand that we can't keep up with, and we're continuously growing. Um, in terms of what uh, the future looks like for us, is is there are four things that are very important. One is that see we know that there is growth in the food and beverage sector, uh, and that's plug and play for us, right? I mean, we've been, it's about creating new shapes and sizes and it's very straightforward. And COVID has only enhanced the need for uh, disposable products. And, you know, we really don't want people to regress and use plastics when there are better alternatives available. Uh, The second is that we want to continuously find new applications and support other industries and to help reduce their plastic footprint. So we're doing really well with food and beverage. We want to move across to, you know, packaging and e-commerce, et cetera, like do basically do packaging for other other industries. Uh, third, what's really important to us is that we, um, India is a biomass rich nation. So we want to use as much crop waste as possible um, because this will obviously benefit the farmer. So, um, you know, we're constantly carrying around, uh, carrying out different, uh, also like different types of, R, uh, well, we're carrying out R&D with different types of crop, basically. Um, and lastly, is that we just, you know, we want to create jobs. Um, I'm personally very passionate about the improving the role of women in manufacturing. Um, so out of our 120 people team, we are, at least, I think we're now at 35% of our team are women. And that's something that I'm really proud of. Um, but as well, as we scale, we really want to obviously um, create the opportunity for employment. So that's in terms of what our key priorities are moving forward as a company, and who our who who do we target? We target everyone using plastic, right? Yeah. Single use plastic is a global problem. We wish to be a global solution, um, and we know we're a genuine solution. You know, because like every. Everything that we claim on our product is certified. Um, Till today, there is nothing, there are no standards in India that tell me that I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, we've we've taken our own initiative, looked at global standards, invested heavily in testing um, because we really want to differentiate ourselves from the greenwashing and we are a genuine, like 
and be clear that we're genuine about what we're doing. You know, I think it's amazing that you're helping and supporting so many industries in reducing their plastic footprint. And you're having such a massive impact by selling B2B because uh, they're the ones who are creating waste on a regular basis. And uh, you had also mentioned that your products are made of crop waste, right? So I, I just want to ask that, you know, does that also kind of incentivize the farmers from whom you're so sourcing the material from not to burn the waste because you're providing something of value in return? So currently we are not big enough to work directly with the farmer, right? So we work with aggregators. But the point is that even if an aggregator tells the farmer that give this to me, don't burn it. Uh, yes, it is incentivizing them not to burn basically. Right. It's, it's really good to hear about EcoWare grow so much. And I'm sure like hearing about your plans and everything, I'm sure it's going to grow exponentially. <laughs> so, uh, Thank you. yeah. So about your college life, I, I, I read it off internet that you've gone to three fantastic yeah. universities like Pritchard, Harvard and Oxford. And uh, am I right? Yeah. Am I right yeah. here? So <laughs> that, that's really, it blows my mind because to be honest, Two of these are my dream universities <laughs> and I guess very few people have been to both Oxford and Harvard. So that's really, really amazing. So uh, just, I just wanted to know that has college life helped you, helped you in any way in transforming your goals uh, into reality? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, for me, college life has, um, I think from, you know, the first experience at Bristol uh, when I'm studying pharmacology, I think. Very honestly, it wasn't, it was a very research driven, uh, research based degree. And it was, I found it very hard. Um, but it also taught me that there are some things that you just need to do and you need to power through, um, you know, and so I, I, and there's some things that you just have to stick it out and complete it. And that's really what I did. Um, fortunately, when I wanted, when I went on to work at Pfizer, my role was not research based. Um, it was more sort of customer facing, etc., which is what I enjoy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I stuck it out, that I was, res- it taught me perseverance, it taught me resilience. Um, and it's, you know, it's a fantastic learning opportunity. Um, in hindsight, obviously, at the time, it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm sure now most of our listeners are also uh, college students only so I hope they're taking notes yeah I notes. think you know the, the so, key thing uh, is that you can't allow what you study to define you um, it's an experience it's a learning experience okay and I think that you've got to that's what you walk away with um, I, I'm not I'm definitely not defined by pharmacology I really believe in transferable skills I've you know I study something I'm doing something completely different um, and I have yeah, I've thrown myself in at the deep end, you know, at Oxford and Harvard as well, um, because I know that there, I went on to, you know, do courses on things I had absolutely no idea about. So I think you've always got to, you've got to always keep an open mind. Uh, you've got to be, you know, and, and, and embrace whatever you're doing a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure. So, uh, about uh, about the Nari Shakti Puraskar, in 2019, you were awarded the Nari Shakti Puraskar, the highest civilian honor for women by the president yes. of India. So uh, how did you feel when you got to know that you've been chosen to receive that award? Uh, honestly, I was, I mean, I'm, I think you can understand, I was in complete shock. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but the most, the highlight of that entire experience for me was when 
the Honorable Menika Gandhi told us that, you know, this was, and she was, uh, uh, so she actually told us that this is not for what you've done, but for this is what, this is for what you can do. And um, that was really, really empowering for me. And that's what, you know, that's what I walked away with. Yeah, I'm sure it must have been wonderful to receive that award. Uh, so about the coronavirus pandemic, Ria, now uh, we as a college society have also taken a hit from the pandemic. So how has the pandemic impacting, impacted the packaging industry and what's your take on this? And uh, have your uh, daily operations been affected by it? So the daily operations were affected when we were suddenly locked down. But once we resumed operations, uh, you know, we've basically um, just we've 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 been we've been growing uh, from, you know, um, from uh, so we've basically just been growing here at this month on month of this year, because like I touched upon earlier is that COVID has brought about the need for disposables, right? So when you look at when we were locked down or um, everyone's basically preferred takeaway and um, deliveries, there's been a lot of need for that sort of packaging. Uh, when you look at hospitals and you look at wards, the biggest risk, the biggest fear is the risk of cross infection. So people are using more disposable. When restaurants have eventually opened also, um, they are, you know, all the, 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 the advisories are to use disposable products again to minimize the risk of cross infection. So there's a, we've seen a surge in the requirement for disposable products, and so we've basically um, uh, we've you know we've been out there uh, working with our stakeholders because we don't want people to regress and use plastic when there are better alternatives like EcoWare available. All right, that's that's fantastic. So, uh, just for the listeners, uh, how do you think that we as a society, how can we collectively uh, reduce our plastic footprint? You know, I think you just, I think it's important one to have the self awareness, right? Um, so, as a consumer, yeah. you can say, you know, say no to that bag, say no to the straw. If you're going to get a coffee, use it. Take a reusable cup. Um, you know, it's and then educate. The people around you, the, the who you are in contact with, uh, be it community, be it within your own college, be it at home, um, you know, try and the more we educate, and I think the more we start talking about this openly, um, the more awareness we will create. And we, yeah, 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 I just have, I, and the more, yeah. sorry, no, go, go ahead, Ria. No, I was saying, and then more, you, the, then you know, you just basically the more conversations you have, the more thought you are challenging right and behavior you are challenging so um yeah i mean hopefully you will empower people to behave differently i just wanted to know one uh, thing because yeah. you know now consumer awareness is there and even companies they're transitioning to sustainability and some are genuinely trying to make a difference but you know even greenwashing is pretty rampant so if you could also just give some tips and signs to look out for you know if you could give some tips and signs to uh, us so that we can differentiate between, you know, genuine brands and greenwashing brands. How do you differentiate? Of course. So as a consumer, okay, I can tell you, I like I said, I have two kids. Right. You know, if anyone, if I'm buying something and I'm paying a little bit extra to buy something that is 
safe, hygienic, healthy for my home and my family or for myself, then I will always challenge uh, the company making it. So my questions are like, do you have certification? Where is the certification? Where is your labeling? You know, because anyone who's genuine, um, guys will make a huge, will wear that like on their sleeve, right? They will make a huge cry about, like noise and cry about yeah. it. Um, people who aren't will obviously try and hide behind things. So I think that it's important as consumers to challenge uh, businesses that make claims. So, um, you know, get that certification, find the labeling, uh, understand their story, their genuineness, get on their website, read about them, and then decide to align your, you know, purchasing behavior to the company. Yes, and everything, I, I guess, I mean, everything that you've mentioned right now is not very difficult. Like, we can reduce our plastic footprint and it's not that difficult. I mean, it's just a few uh, simple lifestyle changes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, one of the things so, that, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 love, I love a good coffee and I, you know, you walk out into a Starbucks in India and you can ask for a coffee and they, uh, a hot coffee. And I think from what I remember last is they, the cup basically said that, um, this is a compostable cup and there might not be an industrial composting facility in your area. And I was like, where in India is there an industrial composting facility? Exactly, yeah, right. right. And I was really disappointed. And then I, I walked into like a blue Tokai. And these guys were like, ma'am, if you bring in your own cup, we will give you a 5% discount. And I was just, I was so proud to see a small business like that encourage, you know, a change in behavior. I mean, great, the discount was an added bonus, but you were getting me to bring in, you know, my own cup and incentivize me to do so. And I thought that that's amazing. So, um, you know, I obviously I'm, I'm more fond of Blue Tokai than I am of Starbucks. <laughs> and obviously it's like you enjoy your coffee in your own cup. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's an added <laughs> bonus. So... Uh, very quickly, Ria, so what's next for you and what's next for EcoWare? Um, so guys, I told you, I think, you know, like we, I have the ambition to be, to take a truly Indian brand global. Like I, you know, like I said, this is a global, single use plastic is a global problem. I want to be a global solution. Uh, I want to, um, you know, find, support different industries, create jobs. Uh, and, and scale our impact in everything that we're doing moving forward. Okay, Ria. So before you go, like we just have one question, one last question. What advice would you like to give to all the aspiring young entrepreneurs out there who want to make an entry into this field? Like you can share key learnings that you know you would like to share. So I think it's really important uh, to set your own trend. Okay, please don't be a copycat. I think that's uh, you won't last. Uh, and and you won't survive very long. Um, the second thing is is that you know don't wait till you have all the answers and you know your planning and your un endless Excel spreadsheets. Just go out and start doing this because unless you practically do it, you will theory will always be theory. You will only learn once you're actually um, you know out there doing what you what you want to do basically. Um, and innovate. The only way to stay ahead of the game is to like just continuously build on innovation, basically. Um, 
you know and and always ask don't be shy i think the you know we sometimes we're always like oh maybe maybe not um what's the worst that could happen someone will say no to you but you won't know till you ask so always ask so that's that those are my like learnings <laughs> all right thank you so much for that riya and thank you so much for listening guys we are your hosts aditya and oday and that was with us uh, riya singhal so like you've been doing in the past do reach out to us do uh, comment and do like and if you're uh, listening on anchor you can also send us voice messages so thank you for listening and just wait thank one you so much yeah thank you for being just one here. thing yeah. before we end uh, so if you know if anyone wants to if any of the listeners yeah. want to buy ecoware products or get in touch with you what's yeah. the best way to do that so uh, all our products are on amazon so you can get on amazon india we're out there uh, we're available on there and that's a good way to get hold of our products we also have our own e-commerce uh, page on our website which is www.ecoware.in um you can have a look at products on there and the best way to reach us is uh, drop us an email we are our email address is inquiry@ecoware.in which is also on our website um and uh, we promise to get back to you as quickly as possible okay Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day.